Why is it an opportunity? And Africans don't like to joke with such opportunities. African startups are often confronted with the same standards and expectations as startups in Silicon Valley. But what are these expectations? And how do African companies react when working for the same goals under the same circumstances? My name is Antonio Lorenz, and this is the Foundality Africa podcast. On today's episode, we will hear from Emmanuel Bolate, co-founder and CEO at Termai, a Nigerian communication platform that enables businesses to use messaging to verify and communicate with customers. So I'm Emmanuel, that's Emmanuel Bolate. So currently I'm um, the CEO Termai, and um, Termai, we basically support African SMEs, so we provide them with APIs that allows them to both verify and communicate with customers. Termai was part of the last YC cohort, arguably the most prestigious accelerator in Silicon Valley. Emmanuel will tell us about his experiences and learnings with Termai and at YC, plus his advice for African entrepreneurs, as well as his take on customer retention and why it's so important. But let's first start with Emmanuel's journey of becoming an entrepreneur. After I finished school, I studied um, urban and regional planning. So urban and regional planning, it's like city planning, basically. So uh, after I finished that, I went into tech. So I did a lot of side gigs, like digital marketing, mm -hmm. um, consultants, basically. So I went into digital marketing, studied about that basically so i worked with a few companies as consultants more than 15 or 20 companies on different projects and all of that so i fairly have some experience in tech space basically as a digital marketer emmanuel gathered a lot of experience in tech and digital marketing and he became an expert in that even though that wasn't his field of study and it was that journey which gave him a job as a cto where he also first discovered an issue that would turn out to be an important part of his journey. Um, I think it was during that period that I, I got to join Heels.com um, at NG at that time as CTO then. So it was then I got to know more about um, the first version of what we started working on in, at Termai. So it was just like, at that time, people wanted to use They wanted to be able to automate customer sales journey or sales process whenever the people sign up on your platform and all of that. So currently, what, what, what was available was using emails to try and communicate with customers and also see how to retain customers on the people's platform, which was not really effective in Africa because mm -hmm. people had to check their emails or if they, if they eventually do, it might take like a day or two or something like that. Uh, that's when we started thinking about working on something like SMS, mm -hmm. uh, like, like a multi-channel platform. But he didn't quit everything to pursue solving this problem. He even joined another company as a co-founder. Um, then I also went to business school, um, Lagos Business School, basically. Mm -hmm. I think it was when I finished uh, Lagos Business School, I was like, I just felt what I was doing previously was not working. That's when I had to start. Um, working towards the current model that, that we are doing. Uh, maybe not exactly the way it is, but the initial point, basically from 
from from from that i i still joined accounts here but while at accounts here i was still working on the idea and all of that um my current co-founder we both um, came together to work on it it was still part-time um so we're working on the idea and all of that until i finally decided to start full-time so why didn't emmanuel start with termi immediately it was just working with different organizations, getting, getting to gain experience and learning what I could learn from different space, fintech, edtech, and all of that, just to know how exactly to serve each of these mm-hmm. uh, sectors uh, effectively. Yeah. yeah. His experiences working in other projects gave him a safer space to learn about his customers. However, he always had his idea in mind, and he was able to craft a plan for when the idea was mature enough to actually execute it. Which brings us to our next topic, Termite. What is it, how it finally came to life, and where it is now? So first, we start with what Termite provides. We basically support African SMEs, so we provide them with APIs that allows them to put, verify, and communicate with customers across multiple messaging channels. So they basically use email, SMS, um, and an instant messaging channel to verify and communicate with customers. Um, and they do it in three different ways. We provide feature that allows them to generate one-time passwords for fintech and for other kind of businesses that uses to verify customers' transaction. And then we have um, and a feature called Switch that allows customers to um, send cross-channel messaging and insights that provide uh, much more engagement insight um, also to determine uh, the status of phone numbers and also customers' details. And we have around 2,000 businesses currently on the platform. Um, and we're doing around 12K month per month in revenue. And especially in the current COVID-19 crisis, Emmanuel and his team see how crucial their solution is. We are seeing the impact in specific companies. For example, during this COVID period, we've been powering most of the health tech companies um, you know, that are playing in the front line, especially in Nigeria and for us. And you are reaching over 100,000 people on a monthly basis. Like, you see messages like emergencies, um, notification. You see messages like people needing medical request and all of that, medical attention, you know, associate location. And these messages are going through. They are not having issues, right? You know, imagine someone needing medical um, attention somewhere and the message could not go through. You know, that's, it's like a matter of life and death. So you are seeing those impacts. But the impact they have can also be shown by numbers. We are seeing the numbers grow every, every day, like, more customers, more companies default from other places to join us. So by before the yeah. end of the year, we should have seen our numbers probably tripled even with the, and currently we are gradually supporting more markets. Of course, it wasn't always like that. It takes a lot of time from the first idea to having a working model. As described earlier, all of that happened while Emmanuel additionally worked in other companies or studied. And he gave us an overview on how long the journey to product market fit actually was. It's, it's been trial and error. I will be sincere with you on that, you know. But basically, we had support. Let me just put it like that. Um, throughout iteration, I think it was 
the final iteration should have been like in 2018 or so, 2019, thereabout, uh, before we finally got a, a, um, a good picture of what it should look like, but then it had not been built. So I was still walking around, you know, uh, building it, but the picture was much more clear around 20, uh, 2018, 2019, basically. And that was practically around um, business school when I went to business school and finished. And then you were able to scale. Yeah, exactly. So scaling did not happen until YC, really. Uh, before mm -hmm. YC was just, we're just doing a couple of hundreds or thousands of messages. It wasn't mm -hmm. so, there wasn't so much scaling like that. But after YC, yeah, obviously, we started seeing much more goods yeah. due to some strategies we implemented and some plastic changes. And the next stage for Termi officially started when they were accepted to YC in California. Y Combinator, also known as YC, is the most reputable accelerator in the world. They train and invest in a cohort of startups twice a year. More than 2,000 startups went through the program already, including Airbnb, Dropbox and Twitch. The combined value of all YC companies is over 100 billion US dollars. So getting accepted into YC is a big thing. And of course, I was very interested in what they learned and what their experience was. Emmanuel gave us insight in what YC actually does for your startup and what not. So contrary to the main idea, being a part of YC doesn't automatically change your business. That's just the like being part of YC is just basically just helps you see the market better. Let me put it like that. So most YC founders, what makes the company really grow is just the fact that one, you have support. So you might not need to think about some things, maybe like in terms of fixed cost and some other things, you have enough resources to help you really focus on innovating and growing your business, that's one. Okay, so it is made sure that you can focus on your company and not on surviving. But of course, it's not just money. Then secondly, you tend to have this growth mindset. Uh, most of the companies, they scale very fast. And the reason is because they see the market differently and you tend to put your business in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. and that's really what, what, what helps you scale. Besides mm -hmm. that, there's really no special thing like that. But yeah, so while, while there, we, we had to position our business properly, we changed our messaging, positioned ourselves in terms of what we're telling customers, what we're selling to customers, and how the platform was operating here. And I think that just did the trick. Just a few slight changes, but very crucial ones. And the partners were always, always there to support you. And lastly, YC is known for very intense growth. And then your targets, you tend to try and push yourself against impossible targets, basically. And mm -hmm. Because you, you could stretch yourself on that, you tend to do some things that you didn't, um, or you, 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 you initially didn't plan or feel that you could do before. Emmanuel also told us about his biggest learnings and his changes in mindset. Because you can tend to learn from a lot of people, businesses like Airbnb, 
Silicon Valley companies mm-hmm. or CEOs done. And you know, basically you're expecting to hear some special things they've done. Many of them didn't really do special stuff. Some of them, while starting, they actually had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. But after a while, things changed. And that was just because of consistency. So making simple changes, but making them consistently and also um, with direction. So it is really important to understand that other founders have the same challenges. And that means you can do it as well if you put in the effort. But there was another important learning. No matter how much I've raised, still think like a startup. So the fact that you've raised one point something or five point something million or 15 million dollars basically doesn't mean that you, you begin to spend like Facebook or something like that. Five million dollars can disappear in a few months. So the goal, first of all, is to grow your revenue. Pick one specific metric and go after it. Initially, I, I used to have like maybe five different metrics. But when you have one single metric, preferably your, your revenue, you tend to and you focus on it and put all energy or resources towards growing that single revenue. Mm-hmm. You actually tend to meet good. You, you actually tend to meet your goals surprisingly. For me, that was a very um, important learning. Extreme focus on scale is something YC is known for. And with the right amount of focus, hitting your goals is actually possible, since you really optimize and put your efforts to the most crucial things for your company. But this has an effect. Not all companies are made for it, and many fail under that pressure. But this effect is a little different for African companies, as Emmanuel explains. So most plastic companies, they either die or they grow very fast. That's one, one thing I noticed. So if you are a YC company, you choose two parts. And the funny thing is that the YC partners always know this. So they tell you beforehand. And I've seen many of the YC companies die. But something else I've noticed is most African companies that go through YC, just a few that dies. So maybe out of 50 or maybe 20 that has gone through YC, I'm just guessing probably just two or three actually died. And I think that's because of the fact that the resources is not in Africa. So YC is an opportunity and Africans don't like to joke with such opportunity. The YC companies are well positioned, right? And the mindset they have is quite different. I'm not really saying we don't have other Nigerian or African startups doing well, um, but that's it's it's few compared to the ones who are not doing well. But not every company can go to YC. So what is Emmanuel's advice for African startups? Because the truth is that when you get to YC or any other accelerator, you realize that you are the one doing all the work. They don't do anything for you. If you're expecting, but when you get there, they would, you suddenly just scale and grow very fast or something. It's a lie. You understand? You, yeah. It's not true. You get there and you realize that you do all the work. And in fact, if you don't do the work, I think they get tired of working with you mm-hmm. if you're not willing to do put, the, put in the effort. So the first thing is to put in the effort. Then secondly, is to focus on one single thing. You have many founders doing too many things. So... Um, they are they are only in a startup, and in that startup they are doing X Y Z. You, you understand so many things, and some of the things are not even related to the same thing. So, for example, if you are working in startup, if you have three features, just ensure that those three features are targeted towards a specific goal. So, first of all, put in the effort. 
nobody will do it for you. And also money won't do it for you. Second, focus your actions on one thing. Here is how Termai focuses. Right, for example, in Termai, we have three specific features and the three features are complementing each other to serve one single purpose, which is messaging, right? So messaging to verify, messaging to communicate with customers across multiple channels. So we do every single thing that we do is geared towards that goal of effective messaging at all costs, you know, ensuring that messages deliver. So anything we build, we build around that basic principle of pushing out messages, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we keep it simple like that. Um, if you check other platforms that are doing well, so they keep it simple. And his third piece of advice. Then also the last thing would be surviving. The, the truth is that, like I told you, we, we have to iterate many times by mm -hmm. by vote before we finally even got into YC or anything. So one other thing is to stay alive, right? The market is not friendly. The market is built to kill your business, basically. So you have to do everything to stay alive. Mm -hmm. so like I told you, I had to work, I had to use money from you know, side gigs and all of that to support the company. And even when you get investment, stay alive at any cost. It will be sh shocking to, to actually know, but most of our team are remote. So we hardly spend money on certain kind of costs that increases our cost. Mm -hmm. Not that we will not spend it in future, but we will. But then the goal is just to not to spend money anyhow, right? Our marketing, we do, we do marketing as cheap as possible. Like we, we try to focus more marketing that doesn't cost us a lot of money you know all those kind of things just to ensure that you're alive because the truth is it's only those that are alive that are going to be able to get to meet opportunities when they come next up listen and learn in this part of the show we ask the founders about practical advice in a topic they are most profound in this time, customer retention. Termize products help SMEs all over Africa to retain customers. Meaning, Emmanuel is a pro when it comes to this topic. And he explains why it is so important and how to do it effectively. It's actually important because it's easier to sell to an existing customer than sell to a new customer so for example you 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 have people even if you signed up people that sign up on your platform at least they've heard about your platform already right so it's easier to convert them than when you are trying to convert particularly new customers so it, for example i tend to see many companies focus on spending a lot of money on acquiring customers and the more they acquire the more they they, they let go down the funnel so it's not effective. So I think the most effective thing is uh, upselling customers and also getting to get the people that are using your platform to buy over and over again. So for example, um, our kind of business is not majorly determined on how many people that signed up in the platform. So even if we have just 200 people, the goal is to ensure those 200 people are spending as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. So it is easier to retain customers than to acquire new ones. But how do you even do that? To make your product very sticky. Very sticky means that you've built it in such a way that they have to always come to use your platform, right? Like they have no choice but to use the platform over and over again. So, for example, the way I've built the interface is as simple as possible. 
but then very functional, right? So, and then built in a way that you have to keep talking to us, like you know, whether you're pushing out messages or not, it is rigged to ensure that you come back. We intentionally build a system to make sure that you communicate with us, right? Mm-hmm. Or you talk to us or you, you use us and all of that. The goal is to ensure that you don't forget about us because um, there's that op- tendency to for customers to easily pivot to other platforms, especially mm-hmm. when they, they don't engage with your platform regularly, right? Some techniques. Rewarding users for when they come back or reminding them that they are missing something or... You build a part of the functionality of your product in a way that customers have to come back. At Termi, for example, you need to come back to the platform to get the insights for messages that you have sent. If we don't communicate with you effectively or regularly, you might not your spend on our platform is going to reduce, right? Because there are many um, people that are going to woo you out there in the market. So that's mm-hmm. why we need to know that we have a working relationship with you regularly, and we also call you communicate with you in your company, try to know how you're doing and all of that. Those things, we do some very, very crazy, simple things mm-hmm. that ensures that our customers are endeared to us, really. And those simple things are based on just very simple principles of communication. So for us, as long as money keeps coming in from the same customers every month, we can meet our costs, you understand, basically, yeah. Yeah. on a monthly basis. And then we can now gradually get new customers and convert them and add them to the same cycle, right? Building systems to retain customers is crucial, not only to keep them, but also to survive. If you have once built a working cycle, you will always have customers to pay your expenses, and you will then be able to acquire more customers to eventually grow. However, You have to make sure to constantly deliver value, to remind your customers that you exist, and most of all, you have to build systems that eventually do all of that automatically. Then you have your hands free to grow your company on top of that. But how do you do that? Should you use tools? Yes, but it depends how, Emmanuel says. Sometimes they don't really solve the problem. They're just enablers. They are not really the thing that does the trick, right? So it's about how you implement your own strategy. For example, we use very simple tools. Even things like WhatsApp, depends on how you use WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. It can be very, very effective too. It's not just about sending messages to customers. How do you really use it in your process? Knowing what tools work in your process and what does not work. Things like um, Google Sheets, Slack, all those things. They are very simple things that are free. But then the point is, how do you adapt it to your own process? You need to come up with your own process. Here's how Termi does it. So for example, for us, we built our own internal tools on these simple platforms, right? Some of them we've automated, some we, we, we still left it manual, which is deliberate. So the goal is building your own internal process that works based on your business model. Mm-hmm. We try to, which one works for our process? And why is it extremely critical that we use this thing? Next, where is Termi going and why? Emmanuel will tell us a bit about how they're tackling scale and expansion to other countries, including some outside of Africa. Yeah, we have a lot of things. I have the mindset of really going into hardware. 
at some point. But currently, we are still on our software. And like I said, everything we do is around messaging. So even if I go into hardware, it's still going to be around messaging. But is life for businesses in Africa much more effective? For now, in terms of goods, what I'll just say is we are going to expand more into different markets, which we are doing gradually. So I don't like to grow fast, too fast, let me put it like that. Um, and when I mean grow too fast, I'm not talking about uh, one metric. Our one metric is revenue, so that one has to go very fast, right? But when I mean grow too fast is in terms of markets, like jumping from one market to another, you know, I prefer to conquer one market very well before you move to the next and the next and like that. So currently we are at Nigeria, we are working in Ghana, we're trying to make that work, then we'll gradually move to, uh, we are already in Kenya, but if not yet, made it so much presence there, but gradually then we have US too that we're also working, working on also basically. So we're taking it one after the other. So Termite plans to expand to the US as well. And I was really interested in how they plan to do that. The whole goal is whether it's US or Canada or it's UK or whatever, we are not working, we're not serving the markets there. Right? passive rather we are working with companies in those countries who want to reach out to their African customers. So the goal is still Africa itself. It's just that we want to support any company wherever you are that you're trying to reach out to customers in Africa. We want to be that gateway for you to do that. Recognize how broad and at the same time focused Emmanuel thinks. Yes, they are expanding all over the world, but the problem they're solving is still the same reaching African customers through messaging. We have, I, was, I can see we have product market fit. We know the market, we know how to get to the customers and all of that. So right now it's improving the performance and just replicating our model in different markets, as well as um, evolving in the current market that we are playing. And really, we're not changing anything. The model is not changing, nothing is changing. They are all still basic, but are just building on top of what we have. It takes years to achieve product market fit. Once you have it, make sure to keep it and to grow on that intentionally. And lastly, just so you don't forget it, the three pieces of advice that Emmanuel follows by heart. Um, stay alive, right? spend less at all costs, spend less, stay alive, and then focus on one single thing. And that one single thing for us is revenue. Right, try and grow that single revenue every month. It might not be as fast as some other companies, but we make sure that it's growing every month. Those are the three key principles I follow. That's it for this episode of the Fondality Africa podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe and don't miss out when we upload new ones. Please also share and leave a review if you want others to know about Foundality. If you want to know more about us, or if you want to leave us a message, visit foundality.com. Also, if you know an outstanding African entrepreneur who you think could be a great guest, please let us know. We do post small snippets, learnings and inspirations from the podcast on social media. You can find us under the name Foundality. Episodes will be uploaded weekly. See you then.